how true it is when we get saved. How Jesus changes everything. You know, I thank God tonight that you are with us. I thank God tonight that we are back on Sunday night. I, I mean it, and, if, and I don't know how many are online with us tonight, but if we only had five in here tonight, I'd rejoice and give God praise. How many of you know it matters that we assemble ourselves together? And I don't know about you, but I got help this morning in my heart and what, and what God does, and I pray you got help. And tonight I pray again, God do what He does all over again. You know, it's, I, I hope everyone understands it's by the power of God that anything is accomplished. By the power of God. And what is accomplished for good is for His honor and for His glory. God get the glory out of it all. If you would turn to 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. We're going to look a little bit at deliverance tonight. I, I do believe and just can't help because it's been on my heart that we, uh, we've got folks in need of deliverance. And I believe that uh, Paul, boy, gives us a taste of that. And Paul does and David does as well. And we're going to look at both tonight. And I pray to be an encouragement to your soul. Anybody come for encouragement tonight? I mean, I pray you're not here just to be here. <laughs> Amen. I pray you didn't jump online just to jump online. If you did, hang in there and see what God's got for you. Amen. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, beginning in verse number 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy our brother under unto the church of God which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in all Achaia, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. Boy, if we could grab a hold of that tonight. Verse number 4. Who comforteth us in all our tribulation. Anybody got tribulation? <laughs> anybody, boy, anybody got trouble tonight? I ain't even going to look around. I, hey, I think we can all just check that box. Amen? Hey, yes, we can. That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. By the comfort. Now take notice here. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Of God. That matters. Verse number 5. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Verse 7. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the suffering, so shall ye be also of the consolation. Verse 8. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doeth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Ye also helping together by prayer for us, 
that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. Boy, there's an encouragement here for us today. For to, right here tonight on Sunday night. Hey, Sunday night is alive around here as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Hear me today. You, you need some help here. You need some help at home. Let the Word of God penetrate your heart and your soul tonight and see what God wants to do in you. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you. God, I thank you for the power of your Word. God, I come to you tonight realizing there is no power in me, God. God, I am nothing. I pray you move me to the side. God, I pray you empty out self. God, I pray you empty out any anger, bitterness, God, malice within my heart, God. Empty me, God. God, I surrender to your Holy Spirit. God, I ask you tonight that you move, God, up and down every aisle, dear God, up and down every seat. God, I pray that however someone is watching tonight, God, you just touch their heart in a mighty way. God, I know the devil would love to stop the message of hope and deliverance. But God, I know you got more power. So God, I'm asking in the name of Jesus, the name above every name, God, God, that you hold down, God, the fort, God of the internet, God, you hold down the power of the device. God, that the message can go forth, God. God, that you are our deliverer. God, you are our salvation. God, I pray you speak into us, God, a word, God. God, that we don't have to leave the same as we walked in. God, I pray every time, God, God, that we open our, God, we open your word, we grow closer to you. Grant it, God, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You come in tonight and you know what your need is, but it has been so heavy upon my heart about deliverance. And as I examine the word, I tell you, I love how God confirms things in our heart. Hear me? <laughs> God ever confirmed anything in your heart? I pray so. And you know when it takes place. You don't have to wonder when God speaks. You know it. You know it. And I tell you, this is exactly where we ought to be tonight. I would remind you that Paul, everybody knows old Paul. We talk about Paul so very much. We know that Paul as a persecutor, Paul really didn't have much trouble. I mean, really, Paul didn't have much trouble. As a persecutor, Paul had everything at his disposal. I mean, he had power, he had men, he had control. Amen? And that's what, uh, that's what that world wants out there today, right? Is power and control, right? But praise God. Praise God. And I say praise God, even though it's troublesome. I praise God that when Paul gave his life to Christ, everybody remember the Damascus Road story, when Jesus put him on his knees. When Jesus put him on his knees and Jesus showed him who he is. Amen. And Paul, guess what he did? He surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ. And can I tell you from that moment that Paul surrendered his life to Christ is the moment that Paul began to have trouble. I said that's at the moment that Paul began to have trouble. And tonight you may not find it encouragement, but it is true the same for you and I. When, when we get saved, when we get right with God, hey, it never fails. When you are right with God, that's when the trouble begins. <laughs> Maybe I'm by myself. Huh? Hey, how, how many times you can go out there, hey, and you can live it up in the world, and it's like everything is going all right. You see, it's temporal. 
Amen. It's temporal. It feels good for a moment, but it doesn't last. But it's when you truly surrender to God, when you truly surrender to the will of God for your life, that's when the trouble begins. That's when the heartache begins. That's when the attack begins. Listen, the devil, the devil is not worried about those living out in the world. They're already serving him. We, we have to get that clear in our mind. The devil doesn't have to attack them. They're already living for him. But it's the child of God, when the child of God turns their life over to God, that the devil wants to attack, that the devil wants to discourage. And boy, does he do such a good job of that. huh? You know, it, 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 you know as well as I do that when it's bad, it's piled on higher. Huh? And the more you try to live for God and the more you try to do right and you desire the things of God, the more the devil tries to pour it on. Why? Because he wants to discourage you, child of God. Yes. Listen, he wants you down on your knees in a pity party. Amen. Anybody been there? You better believe you have. I know you have because I've been there. Huh? He piles it on and he piles it on. We must realize we're not only battling the devil, but we're battling our flesh and we're battling this world, folks. The sooner we realize that, the sooner we can get ahead. But you see, it was when Paul... Gave his life to Christ that his trouble began. That was the greatest trouble he ever got. <laughs> but I tell you, it was the greatest grace he ever got. To see the hand of God upon his life. You see, you and I are no different than Paul tonight. There are so many people out in despair. And maybe you're not here tonight. Maybe you don't have despair. Maybe, maybe somebody online does. I got a feeling we're all in this boat together. I'm talking about a, a place of despair, a place of hopelessness. Yes, even Paul, he was at a loss, an utter loss of where he was. We're going to see that in the Scripture. And so many people today are living their life in a utter loss. Now, here's the, here's the good news. We've all been there, but we ain't got to stay there. We ain't got to stay there. Deliverance is possible for us all, folks. Deliverance is possible for us all. We find here Paul in a desperate situation. And can I tell you more times than this, Paul's life was in trouble. Everywhere he went, it was a stir-up. Everywhere he went, there was somebody there that loved to see him dead. Huh? You might say, well, nobody wants, I, nobody wants to see me dead. Well, listen, the devil would love to see you discouraged. And sometimes that's making us feel like we want to die ourselves. Don't tell me that's not true. I know better. Utter despair. Desperate for help and answer. I wonder this. Who tonight is desperate for answers? When it all looks like the end is come around. When it looks like death is imminent. I, you know, I really have thought, of, thought about those with health concerns tonight. You know, there's, there's people within our own body that I'm sure have had thoughts that they do not know how much longer they're going to live. Now, in reality, we all aren't promised tomorrow or our next breath. But how many within our own congregation, within this body, have felt like their situation is so bad, they don't know how they can make it another day. 
Don't look at me like we ain't never been there. Like we've never been there. I know better. I know better. You see, we're more like Paul than we'd like to admit, right? I believe so. I believe so. A place of no hope where it seems no way out. And we're talking about a child of God. A child of God. This world has such a way of closing us in. Like it's sucking the oxygen out away from us. Hmm? You ever felt that way? Maybe you're feeling that way tonight. A boiling point. A breaking point of your life. Some of you have had to carry things that you never thought you would. Is anybody with me tonight? I don't believe I'm alone tonight. In verse 8, I point your attention. Paul, after the opening, says in verse 8, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. Of life. Do you understand tonight? That means, listen, that he's utterly at a loss. Things are out of control. That's the way it seems sometimes. Hang in there. Out of control and at a complete loss. I can't help believe that somebody tonight is feeling that way. Hey, whether they're here or online, listen, life is real, folks. Life is real. Where is pain? There is suffering. There is disappointment in this life. But we've got to stop looking at this life. Notice what happens with Paul here. Notice what happens. Verse 8. In that despair even of life and utter loss. Look at verse number 9. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves. And I want you to read verse 9 very clearly. Because this hits home for every single one of us that are watching or here in the sanctuary. Notice these words very clearly. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves. There are times it's going to look like death is imminent. Huh? That there's going to be an end to you. But notice the second part. That we should not trust in ourselves. Did you catch that? So many times we'll read the Word of God and we will skim through and we will miss the key points of the Word. And can I tell you, this is a key point to the Word. (laughs) How many times do we trust in ourselves? Point number one, if you're taking notes, we see a divine answer. Number one, do not trust in yourself. (laughs) Preacher, you crazy. I mean, you know what? I mean, aren't we taught today that we're supposed to reach deep within ourselves? Grab a yoga mat. Huh? Oh, Lordy, we got somebody that does yoga in here. No, we're, we're, we're taught by this world to dig deep to the inside and find the answers within yourself. Listen, you ain't got the answers. I don't have the answers. Only God has the answers, folks. 
You see, in your despair, you're not going to find the fix. You're not going to find, you're not going to find the answer within yourself. And so many times we'll go to the well of self for the answers and we come up dry time and time again. Why? What is our righteousness? That's filthy rags. Listen, we don't have it. We don't have it. And the sooner that we realize that we don't have it is the sooner that we can get on with it with God. Hear me. How much time do we waste seeking the answers from ourselves? I love what he says here. He says it so plainly and so clear. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves. You know, it's to the point when we surrender ourselves and get out of the way. Get out of the way. So many times, God cannot work in our lives because we're standing right in the way of what God wants to do. Hear me tonight, if you, if you really want to experience hope, if you, really, if you really want an answer for your situation, and hear me tonight, please, this is not prosperity gospel, okay? I mean, you are not going to live forever. You will die if the Lord tarries is coming. If not, he's coming back for his church. Hear me tonight. This is not prosperity gospel. You are going to go through some tough times. But if you continue to lean upon yourself for the answer and the fix, guess what? You're going to be further disappointed. You're going to be further disappointed. And if you try to go to somebody else for the answers of your life, guess what you're going to be? Disappointed. Disappointed. So many times, so many times we'll run to so-and-so for an answer or this one for an answer. You know what I tell couples? I'm going to bring this up. I don't even know if anybody dealing with this or not. It don't really matter. I'm going to tell you anyway. It was on my heart. I, you know, I believe when God puts it on my heart, you ought to say it. I, I think about couples because, you know, either I'll do marriage counseling or, or premarital counseling and all these things. And, you know, one of the first things I tell people, don't go tell your family about the problems with your spouse. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I talk about that to everybody I marry, all right? So I'm looking around to see who I married so I can point you out. No, I'm just kidding. What am I saying? Whether you got a problem with your finances, whether you got a problem with your job, whether you got a problem with your spouse, you don't need to take your problems to somebody else for an answer. You need to take them to the one. You need to take them to the Lord. Folks, he's got the answer. Now, I said that to say this, and let me finish the second part of that. You don't go and tell somebody else about the problems you might have with somebody else. Y'all get that? <laughs> Y'all get that? Why is that? Because they don't love that person like you do. Huh? Your family didn't marry your spouse. I mean, thank God, right? I mean, it'd be a messed up situation. But that applies in all of our relationships. I don't know, that was on my heart. That's for somebody tonight. You take it or leave it. Regardless, it's true. It's true. Notice God's protective hand. How many people need God's protective hand tonight? Mm. Verse 9, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves. Can I tell you what Paul experienced was no Mickey Mouse stuff? I'm talking about he had to go through the rioting. Huh? He had to go through times they were ready to string him up. 
And I think about the things that we face today. And we let them bog us down and just tear us up. You know, so many times it's the very littlest things of life that throw us off. I'm talking about the preacher. <laughs> okay? Huh? It's the very littlest things of life, like a rock in our shoe. Huh? You say, preacher, is it that simple? Many times it is. Many times it is. Look at the divine answer. Number one, number one, that we should not trust in ourselves. But notice the second part. But in God which raiseth the dead. But in God, but in God which raises the dead. You know what I love about that? Paul doesn't just make it clear who it is, but he testifies of his power. He testifies of his power. And what do we see in that? The protective hand of God. Now we're going to see what God chooses to do, but understand this. Number one, we should not trust ourselves, but number two, we need to trust in God for deliverance. Trust in God for deliverance. Number one, what does Paul point out in saying that? But in God. Number one, the answer is in God. You say, preacher, that is such a simple thing tonight. Well, then why don't we read it and practice it? Amen. But in God. I'll, I'll tell you this. I think God, that's another one of those buts. Huh? Yep. I mean, there was despair in themselves. But in God. But in God. So number one, he speaks to who is the answer. Who is God? And number two of number two, we'll say B2. He speaks to why it's God. Because God has the power. See, he's just not the answer. He's the answer because he has the power to answer the problem. Did you, did you catch that? Now, let me ask you tonight. I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, hey, listen, I don't know how many of us here. Think about this. Who created you? Who wired you up? <laughs> I mean, I get excited about it. I get excited about it when I start thinking about it. Who wired you up? God did. God's your creator, right? God created what? This, this whole world? Put the stars in place, hung the moon up, and he, he'll, he's the one who picks the sun up. Hmm? Think about this tonight. You, you understand where I'm going. But in God who raiseth the dead, God has got the power to take care of your situation. You see, God, God can deliver because God created God can control what God created. Do, do you understand? Like if this is, I want to give you some imagery. I wish I had better imagery. I, I need some posters or something, I guess. You say, we live in this little area. And God is everywhere. Hear me tonight. Either he's creator God in our heart or he's not. Either he's all-powerful God, all hey, everywhere, all the time, or either he's not. And it's when we give ourselves over to him, but in God who raiseth the dead. He is the answer because he has the power. Because he has the power. Did you get that tonight? Now, you can plug in your circumstance. Who's got circumstance tonight? We could raise our hands all over the place. 
huh? And everybody might be battling something different. Why? Because we, we could fill in a million things tonight of what we're dealing with. Huh? You plug it in and you tell me that it's greater than the power of God. You can't do it. You can't do it. And tonight, you know what we really need to do? We need to trust in His power. Trust in who He is. We cannot trust in ourselves. We've got to trust in God for deliverance. There are truly some people that are probably very close, maybe even close to their deathbed. I have no idea. And they might honestly say, I need a miracle. Go to God. Go to God. There are some tonight that may say, I don't know how I can go on. Go to God. Go to God. There are some tonight that may say, I'm at an utter loss of disappointment. Go to God. Go to God. Why? Because He has the power to change your circumstance. Now, did you hear me? He has the power to change your circumstance. Now, when I say that, I do realize this. <laughs> it may not turn out the way I want it to. Hear me. And we have to accept that. Because when you ask for God's will to be done in the power of Almighty God, which is where we should be, then that means we're surrendered to the outcome of God's will. I said we're surrendered to the outcome of God's will. If we're not there, we'll never get it. We'll never get it. But there's not a situation that is bigger than God. There's not a situation that's bigger than His power, folks. And it's when the child of God realizes that. And we're talking about Paul here. I mean, we're talking about Paul. And for, for Paul to see this and to write this down, you think it's by accident that it's in our Bible? <laughs> in His Holy Word. You think it's by accident that it's... No way. No way. You don't think God knew that we'd be battling in 2020? You don't think God knew what would be taking place out in the world? You better believe it. He knew all about it. That's why He gave us the tools that He did. And it's up to us as children of God to get plugged in. Hey, and go in. Thank God He gave us access to it. Access to His power. And boy, if we get plugged into what God's got. I ask you tonight, do you truly believe in the power of God? In the power of God. I've seen God's hand. I've seen God move. I've seen God touch lives. I've seen miracles before my eyes. Preacher, you're crazy. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. You call me crazy. I'll go with crazy. I could care less. But I know what my God has done. And I do not doubt what He can do for the future. You see, since the resurrection, listen, and before then, long before then, even at creation, His power has not changed. The question is, do we believe in His power? Do we believe in His power? Look at here, number three. Verse number 10. Number three, God is the deliverer. Who's, what does Paul say here in verse number 10? Who delivered us from so great a death and doeth deliver, in whom we trust that He will yet deliver us. I want you to see something tonight. Not only... Can we not trust in ourselves? Okay, let's make sure we got this. That we cannot trust in ourselves. 
But number two, but in God, we're to put our faith and our trust in Him, right? And in His power. And I want you to notice. I want you to notice with me, number three, God is the deliverer. Now, not only does God deliver, now you, when you read the text, and I'm going to read this again because I don't want you to miss this. This is another one of those opportunities where if you scan over the Scripture, you'll miss this. Watch this, verse number 10. Who delivered us from so great a death, right? That's in the situation Paul was in, right? What does he say next? And doeth deliver. And doeth deliver. Now, I don't know about you, but that is called a continuing thing. All right? That is a continuing thing for the present. So what am I saying tonight? Not only did God deliver him, but God continued to deliver him. Listen, that's important tonight. If that doesn't get you excited, you may not be saved. I don't know, all right? I don't know, but I'm telling you this. I'm glad to know God doesn't just show up one time. I'm glad he don't just show up two times. I, hey, it ain't even three times, but yet again, he shows up time and time again. I, that's who my God is. That's who. Hey, did, did you miss it? Hey, did you miss it? Doeth deliver. Doeth deliver. Oh, it doesn't matter how many struggles we have. It doesn't matter how the devil continues to throw the fiery darts at us. Guess what, folks? God is still there to deliver us. Now, I know what everybody's thinking. What about in death? I mean, you know, I, uh, so-and-so might really die, and they're on their deathbed, or so-and-so just passed. I mean, how in the, where was the deliverance, right? Well, if you're a child of God, that's the ultimate deliverance. You see, we really got to get our mind wrapped around this. Listen, when, when there's a celebration of life for a child of God, I get excited about it. But why? Because they're not in this earth. They're not having to deal with this world no more. They're not having to deal with the pain and suffering. Yet they are in glory with the Lord Jesus Christ. Could there be any better deliverance than that? Mm, you see, for the child of God, we got to get our mind right. We got to get our mind wrapped around. What does Paul say? Listen, Paul was under the inspiration of Almighty God when he wrote this down. You don't believe it, don't believe it. I, you know, that's up to you. But I can tell you this, I believe every ounce of it. He was under the inspiration of Almighty God. Why? Because God knew in 2020 we was going to need this. Amen. Hey, back in 1950, guess what? They needed this. Right. I mean, I wasn't here, but they needed it, right? Lord Terry's is coming next year. Guess what? We're going to need it. Right. We're going to need it. What does he say? You can't trust yourself. Huh? Yourself going to let you down every time. I, I, listen, I fail myself all the time. Anybody got goals? Anybody ever not met them? Well, you just disappointed yourself. We do it all the time. But in God. But in God. But in God. Folks, he is the power. There is no greater power beside him. He is God. He is God. I think about, I think about just how great he is. We can't even conceive it, folks. We can't even conceive it. God is the deliverer. The power to deliver belongs to the Lord. See, I think so many times we forget that God has the power to do his will. Because we will pray. 
We will pray. But I'm going to ask you this. Try this. If you're not already doing it, maybe you are. I know we got some, I know we got some prayer warriors. But I want you to think about this. Do you honestly pray with expectation knowing God's got the power to answer your request? I know some of you do. I know you do. But if you're not doing that, how about realize how great He is? You're robbing yourself of the blessings of God if you don't do that. The power to deliver belongs to the Lord and His will will be done. All right. And you're not going to live forever, but that's okay. Amen? Well, I say amen. All right. All right. You ready to go or not ready to go? You can get ready to go tonight. Verse number 11. I want you to look at this in closing tonight. Power in prayer. Number four, power in prayer. Prayer is so key for one another. Why do you say that, preacher? Because Paul makes a point of it in verse number 11. I want you to see what he says. Right? It's one thing to not trust in ourselves, but believe in the power of God. Right? But in God. Trusting in Him. Realizing He is deliverer. Right? But number four, look, power in prayer. Look at what he says in verse number 11. Ye also helping together by prayer for us. By prayer for us. You see, Paul did not pray thinking God might do it. He prayed expecting God to do it. Are we praying expecting God to do it? He knew that it was because of the prayers of those saints. Listen, that it was reaching the throne room of heaven. Do you realize tonight how powerful it is? Southside, I've seen things, I've seen people. Listen, I've seen people on the prayer list and God do miraculous things. And you might say, well, you know, that was just God's will to do it. Hey, maybe God's will to do it, but I know this. He hears the saints of God. He hears His children pray. And there can be no greater thing when we lay aside ourselves and pray for another. For a brother or for a sister that's in pain or that's hurting or that's in despair. I think this morning of those that we asked prayer for. You, was that an accident? And then I know because they were on my heart. And listen, that's what we've got to do. When God places somebody on you, you have to pray for them. Pray for them. What is Paul saying? He's thanking them because he knows that the prayers got through to God and God answered and spared a life. Yes, it may have been God's will the whole time, but I tell you this, there's power in prayer. And prayer matters or it wouldn't be there. Or it wouldn't be there. I thank God that we can pray for one another. Man, when you can't do anything else, you can pray. Do you realize prayer is the most powerful thing you can do? Why? Because you're not just talking to somebody else. You're talking to God. Oh, you're talking to God and He's listening if you're a child of His. He's listening. Verse 11, Ye also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks be given by many on our behalf. Oh, thanks be to God that we can pray for one another. How wonderful it is. You need deliverance tonight. Man, there's no greater place to be. You know, I was thinking this morning because dear brother came forward. I don't know who all came forward this morning to pray. It really doesn't matter. And, I, and can I just say this? Since we've been able to come back in together, I thank God for those who are not afraid of the altar. 
And can I tell you tonight, there's no reason for anyone to be afraid of the altar. And I know some people can't get to the altar, so I'm not saying that you should be at the altar if you can't be. What I am saying is I thank God we're a praying people. We're a praying people. And we're not afraid to see somebody else praying and go pray with them. It's when we're willing to lay down self and just pray for somebody else. Can I ask you, what does it cost you to pray for somebody? What does it cost you, hey, to go to glory for somebody on somebody else's behalf? And to think tonight. Think about this tonight. What did Jesus say to Paul as he was on that Damascus road? Why persecutest thou me? Preacher, where in the world are you going with that? Because the very one, the very one that Paul was persecuting is the very one who was praying for Paul at that time. Wait a minute. Did you, did you hear that? Did you catch that? I mean, he is making intercession for you and I. He is praying for you. Hey, listen, in our moment of despair and disappointment and in need of deliverance, Jesus Christ himself is praying for you and I. Paul persecuting Christ, getting saved, and Jesus praying for him. Man, could there be any greater love than that? Could there be any greater power than that? Absolutely not. And that's the same power tonight that you and I have access to. I want to read to you Psalm, uh, chapter, uh, Psalm 40. If you want to go there, you can. If you don't, that's fine too. I'm going to read it. But I want you to, I want you to just think about this tonight. This, was written by, this psalm was written by David. And I, I want you to hear this, I, I really, and I want you to see what God does in his heart. Look at this. Psalm 40, and we're going to close. Psalm 40 says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. <laughs> that's my God. Oh, that's my God. Can anybody testify that's your God? Huh? Amen. Verse 2. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. Well, sometimes we're in a horrible pit, ain't we? <laughs> oh, man, sometimes we're in the biggest mess of our life. And yet he can bring us out. Out of the miry clay. What did he do? He set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth. You know, only God can put a new song in your mouth. <laughs> a new song. In my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear it, and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. That's my God. That's my God. 
Hear me, child of God, tonight. There is no problem, no concern, no situation greater than God's. And when we go to Him looking for His will to be done, guess what? He hears. He hears. Heads bowed and eyes closed tonight. I just want to ask you to simply do business with the Lord. That's truly all that matters, isn't it? This altar is open tonight and I pray. I pray that if you need to seek the Lord for deliverance, guess what? He's here. He's here. Not only does He know about your problem, but He knew you'd be here tonight. Isn't that wonderful? He knew that we would be together tonight, that you would be here, that I'd be here. He knew this. He knew the burden that you'd have upon your heart. I ask you tonight, won't you just come give it to Him? Your situation, your despair, your disappointments. He's here. Is He calling you? Is He calling you? Is He calling you? Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you for your precious word. God, I thank you for your living word, God. God, that encourages our soul. God, I thank you for your word. God, I know that so many people are battling so many things, God. And God, we truly do need deliverance, God. God, I know with all my heart you are the answer because your word says you are. And I stand upon your word, God. God, I pray tonight that whether there's folks in the sanctuary, they're online, God, wherever they are tonight. God, you give them deliverance. Help us tonight, God, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.